This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. I got three guys we're going to do this for. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and Jacob DeGrom. They're all going to be a part of this. 150 innings, 25 starts, a sub-3 ERA. All right? Let's start with 150 innings. Scherzer, Verlander, DeGrom. Are they over that number? Are they under that number? Each guy. I think Scherzer goes over, the other two go under. Because, well, why for Verlander coming off the year? You think he's going to miss time? Yeah, and they're I just, maintenance I, him? I feel like that's been, yeah. I feel like it's been a pattern with him. Um, maintenance, whatever. He maybe missed a couple of weeks. Um, I just don't get the feel that you're going to get. I, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I think he'll be there in the most important times. But I think mostly maintenance and maybe just, you know, an injury here or there, a, a little thing for Verlander. DeGrom, there's no chance he gets that. And I think Max, I think Max is going to be a bulldog stud this year and go out there and dominate uh, every fifth day most times. I, I, this is fascinating to me because you're, you're the perfect person for this. What is, why the love affair for Max Scherzer? I, oh, my God. I don't understand this. Why not? What don't you love about Max Scherzer? He, I want to make this very clear. He shit the bed in a wild card game and got booed off the mound after having multiple injured list uh, appearances because of his freaking oblique or hip or whatever the hell it was. He was hurt. That, that, can I start there? He was hurt. He was not 100 Oh, so be, being hurt's okay with him when it's other guys. Ah. Oh, he took the pitch. mound. He took the mound. The other guys don't take the mound. That's the, the difference. The other guy didn't get booed off the mound in a playoff game because he won his playoff game. Yeah. He got oh, Scherzer, hey. Scherzer, when he's hurt, pitches through it. He took the mound. And you know what? DeGrom doesn't want to do that because he's afraid of the result like Scherzer, who was not. He didn't want to get that result and get booed and get ridiculed. I, look, I think Scherzer, and this is not even a knock on DeGrom. This is just about me loving Max Scherzer. I love his attitude. I love his competitive nature. The guy's an absolute stud to me. I was crushed when he got beat, especially against Atlanta, because I thought he was going to be dominant. But he was hurt. Turns out he was hurt. So that's the excuse. I think he's going to be great this year. I, in theory, love Max Scherzer, too. Because in theory, who doesn't want that bulldog? That guy who's a first-bout Hall of Famer. That guy who's won multiple Cy Young. So I don't have ill will towards Max, but I'm judging him what he's done here. And what he's done here was crap the bed multiple times in big games. And you could cite how hurt he was. You know what? He took the field and he sucked. Right? That, that's what I know. And everything he says, guys like you, you eat out of his hands. Like, you know, the reason I had that opt-out is because I wanted to make sure I'm on a winning team. I bet you you touched yourself to that comment, too, and said, oh, isn't that great? 
I love Max. Oh. No, I didn't care about that. I, I love, I love, <laughs> I love his attitude. I don't get how you can possibly. You see, here's your thing. You're Go such ahead. a Met Homer Degrom loving fanboy <laughs> that your it goes back to Max with the Nationals versus Degrom with the Mets. That's what this is. You have not gotten over that those battles with Max as a National. It, it really is simply last year. That, that's my, my anger and my bitterness is towards how the season ended. That's It's simple as that. It, it doesn't go back to DeGrom versus Scherzer. And look, I'm bothered that they didn't keep DeGrom. I, I am. And I think he's going to prove you wrong. Because when I look at these 150 innings, which is a nice kind of number to look at these days, no longer 200 innings. Right. If we were doing this podcast five years ago, that'd be the number. I think Max is going to have the under because Max is going to have a new injury. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be something Something's going to come up. Maybe it's an oblique. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. I think he hits the under, and I I disagree with you completely. I think Verlander will go out and make every start when they ask him to, and I think DeGrom is actually going to be relatively healthy. I don't know if he makes 30 starts, but does he make 27, 26? Yeah, I can see that. And I think he throws 150 innings. He's starting on opening day. We're talking so about he's just, good to go right We're talking the about start. just this year, right? One year? Just this year, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I, I had, think well, I meant? Well, one time I had Todd Frazier on my radio show, and I was like, all right, Todd, give me some numbers for the year. He's like uh, 250, 35, and a hunch. And he was right, but it took him two years to get there. <laughs> so I'm talking about I'm talking about one season with DeGrom. DeGrom may make 30 starts. It might take him the rest, the length of that contract to get there. Will you be mad if he if he goes out and makes 30 starts? No, like if honest, he's healthy? Honestly, I'm over it. I, I, it's not, I have no ill will toward him or whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, look, I'm, I wish it could have worked out here as well. I don't think he wanted to be here, but we went down that road. I would not be mad if he pitches well. I, I don't think the Mets are taking a chance. You're going to pay attention to his starts or not even care about it? Um, d- define pay attention. Look at the box score or watch it? Uh, no, I wouldn't say watching it takes <laughs> – You've you've got a kid now. I can't. I don't yeah. think you're gonna do are that. You, but. Are you gonna score the games that he pitches for Texas? Is the question. All right, let, let me. I will not score the games he pitches for Texas. <laughs> but, but full transparency, he's been a longtime keeper of mine in fantasy, and I did not change that this year. I did okay. not dump him. I didn't move on. So I think a lot of my viewing habits with Degrom isn't gonna just be my fanboyness. It's gonna be hey, he's the right. ace of my fantasy team. I. I want him to do well. I'll so, be, yeah, I'll be intrigued at what it starts. No question about it. There's, there's, of course, you have to be. Come on. So I'm going under Max over with Verlander and Jake, complete opposite of you. Pete, what are you doing? Uh, they're all going over. I think Max is going to hit 200 innings because he's made a point that he wants to. I feel like he's going to rebound from last year, has a vengeance, like, like Sal said. I think Verlander will hit 150, but it's more like, a little bit above 150, not much more than that, but he'll make the starts. And then I do think the Grom's going to have a hell of a freaking season. Wow. If, he wins a, if he's going to win a Cy Young in the AL, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Both of you guys. I, I So this may sound weird. I want the Grom to do well. Obviously, I just laid out the fantasy purposes. I do not want him winning a Cy Young. Like That's my, my cutoff is I don't want it to be that good. Because then it would just, it would piss me off. It would destroy, I'd be so angry at everybody. I'd be angry at the Mets. I'd be angry at you, Sal. I'd be angry at John Heyman. I'd be angry at Jake too, by the way. Because I've always said to you, I don't know if he wanted to come back or not. I'm not like defiantly telling you he wanted to, I don't know. I would just be so freaking bitter at everybody. 
if this guy went out and won the Cy Young? I don't know <laughs> how I'd feel. I don't know how I'd feel at that point. Probably not, not as angry as you, but I would be bothered even more so if he won. I, I'm very confident he's not going to, though, which is why I'm kind of just like, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 to me, 13 starts, if he makes that, I'd be surprised. Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Over under 15 starts for me would be the number I'd put up. I'd go under. <laughs> All right. I'll leave out the starts thing, but uh, sub three ERA. I almost want to go under with everybody because the one thing about Max is he'll pitch really well when he pitches, even if he misses time. I'm going to surprise you. With uh, Verlander, I'm going to go over. And with the other two, I'm going to go under. I think Verlander makes every start. But I could see him having like a 3-2, 3-3 ERA a couple of games where he just can't throw strikes. We've seen that in spring training. A couple of games where he just gets bombed. His velocity's down. So I could see Verlander having an ERA above three. So I'm going to go under Max, over Justin, under with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I am going to agree because even if DeGrom doesn't stay healthy, he doesn't give up any runs when he is healthy. So you can't go over that number. Three is like, forget it with him. So uh, definitely under DeGrom. Uh, I'm definitely going under Max. And I agree with you. The thing that, look, I'm not putting any stock in spring numbers, but the fact that Verlander would walk 10 guys in Mm. spring, that's a little disconcerting to me. I think he'll be okay, but I don't think he's going to be the dominant Justin Verlander. The hope is that he makes it through the season healthy and he dominates Atlanta, Philadelphia in the postseason. That's it. No, I completely agree with you. He doesn't need to win a Cy Young. I have no emotional attachment to its Verlander or Scherzer winning a Cy Young. I don't care. Just go out, beat your division rivals, stay healthy, and be there in October. And hopefully be productive in October because both guys have some you know, kind of average to mixed track records in the big moments. So you have a chance to exercise those demons in a way, even though both guys have won a championship. All right, the overall predictions for this team. This is a tough one. The amount of wins and where we finish in the standings and postseason if we make it. How many wins is this team going to win, Sal? You're not giving us a number to go over under? It's going to be an exact. No. I'm going to go 90. Nope. I'm going to go 93. 93. Yeah, the reason why I'm giving you, I, I want to do an over under is because I want to know exactly what we're thinking here. Like, what are we doing? Like, where's this season going? So you go 93 wins. That's obviously making you the playoffs. Is that winning the division or is that one of the wild card spots? Is the NL East over, Sal? <laughs> as, much as, as much as I'd like to say that it is, and I do, the, the Diaz injury ruined my feel. I believe in Steve Cohen. I believe in Billy Epler. I think they're going to be aggressive. But sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it's just not your year. The Diaz thing really set a bad tone here. Uh, I, I can't confidently say I think they're going to win the division right now. I don't think Atlanta does. I think maybe, you know, law of averages again, maybe Mets, Philadelphia. But right now, uh, I cannot say I feel 100% comfortable with the Mets winning the division. But you have them in the playoffs, which is, you know, one thing we learned about last year that's really all that matters. By you the know, way. Is- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I'm not yeah. going to say which one, but I talked to both Buck and Billy Epler. 
Right. And one of them, because I was talking about, oh, does the regular season, has it been devalued or diminished? One of them said that the buy could be harmful. And the other one was like, it's all about the buy. You got to get the buy and then get the rest and all that stuff. Really? I was shocked, actually. I, I thought it was surprising to hear just con- contrasting. Yeah. Right? I, yo, I, I find that fascinating because I the buy may be harmful, and it certainly looked that way in the National League last year. It did not look that way in the American League. I mean, it didn't affect right. the Yankees or the Astros. I just think it's one of those get me to the furthest round in the postseason. Right. I look at it very simply. Just get me closer to a World Series. I want the buy. I don't care who says it doesn't have any, you know, it does harm. No way. Get the buy and worry about it after the fact. I, I agree with you. Now, that doesn't mean you can get a third wild card spot and not go on a run. We saw the Phillies do it. We've seen the Padres do it. But it's not the best formula. The best formula is to go win the freaking division. Right. Can you give me one guess uh, on who said what? Um... I don't can know I, if this is. Can I make a guess? I can tell you all the. Yeah, oh, get it. I, I, I'm just gonna take a guess. I, I'm curious uh, both your guesses. I'm yeah, I'm curious both your guesses. I'm not gonna answer it, but go ahead. Buck, I, my guess. Yeah, go ahead, Pete. You can go first. Let's Buck, see if I agree with you. Buck is old school. He's gonna say we don't want the time off. We want to keep on playing. And Eppler's gonna say we need that buy. I completely agree. That was my that was my initial reaction. That Buck is the thinking man's man, and he's like, eh, you know what? Too much time off eh, could create some issues. That's my gut. I will. I don't think this is a big deal that I even share this. I will confirm that that is correct. And the conversations, like it wasn't anything specific. I was just talking with Buck about scheduling or or I forget even how it happened. And I just said something about the regular season being kind of devalued a little bit. And then he mentioned that about the buy. And Terry Collins said the same thing. And Collins, not that he had the buy, but when they swept the Cubs. Oh, he yes. said that that hurt him. He said the layoff yes. hurt them in 2015. So that's yes. two managers that said, that said that they were worried. You know, Collins experienced it. Buck is saying he thinks the buy could be harmful. And Epler, in, a, in whatever other conversation, just in kind of passing, mentioned that, you know, obviously the goal you want to get a buy. And yeah, that. no, and they're both right. Like, in a way, like I totally understand why it would be a negative, but I just want to be further into the postseason. I mean, and have my rotation set up and be playing at home, which right. is what – winning the division with a top two record gives you. I have this feeling, and I, I, I mean, I'll give you my prediction on this. I think we're going to win 90 games this year, which I know doesn't sound great off the top. It's, it's kind of disappointing. But to your point, the Edwin Diaz thing is freaking scary. There's going to be a handful of games. They will not win this year that they would have won last year. There's going to be some games where they don't have that magic. The Mets had a lot of magic last year. That game against the Cardinals early in the year, the two comebacks against the Phillies, Felt like there were a handful of games, the opposite of 2019, where they lost all these games they should have won. I think there was a lot of those games that went their way. So I think the win total drops, but they do make the playoffs. With one of the wild card spots, I do not think they're going to win the division. I think the Phillies are going to win the division. And even though I was criticizing their lineup, a big part of why I think the Phillies are going to win the division is I love their rotation. I think Zach Wheeler wins the Cy Young this season. Aaron Nola's in a contract year. Ranger Suarez is real good. Their bullpen is intriguing to me. It has a chance to be really good with the Soto trade. I don't know if Kimbrell has much left, but Dominguez can be. I, I, I think the Phillies kind of build off of last year and win the division. But here's where I think things change. I think we go on a run. I don't think we're winning the World Series. I never have the balls to predict that. I'm sorry. 
But I think we're actually going to get to the NLCS. I think we go on like a little Padre kind of run where I wouldn't even be surprised if we beat the Phillies. They go win the division, we go take them out. And I think we end up in the National League Championship Series, and I think we lose. So 90 wins, no division, but a surprising playoff run. Now, more specific, Sal, 93 wins. They don't win the division. What the hell happens after that? Though? Right. I, I And I agree with you with the Phillies. As I said, I don't think the Braves are going to win it this year. So I guess by default, if I'm not feeling great about the Mets, as much as I want them to and I want to pick it, especially after last year, because believe me, even with the NL East is over stuff from last year, I would be singing and dancing if they won <laughs> it this year. Um, but I don't envision that being the case. I... It's tough, man. We're not used to dealing with these expectations as Met fans. And think about this. This is going to be, unless it's a catastrophe, the third time in the franchise history that they will be in the postseason in consecutive years. I mean, that Hmm. to me, I still can't comprehend how that is possible. 99 and 2000, 15 and 16, and then it should happen this year and beyond. They're built to go win a World Series. The Diaz stuff shows you bad luck. They're not loaded. So I wouldn't be surprised if they – I don't think they're losing in the first round, put it that way. Whatever first-round series they play in, I think they're winning. After that, I'm I'm not so sure. I mean, obviously it depends on the health and a lot of different things, but I can't sit here and predict that they're going to go to the World Series as is right now. Pete? Yeah, well, I was gonna show you the, my my phone, but my wife turned the lights off in the in my, my basement right now, so I, I can't. Show it. But uh, I actually had ninety three and sixty nine for the Mets total uh, going into the season. That's gonna put them third in the division. Phillies will finish second. Braves will take it again. Wow, it, it it is what it is. But they're gonna make the playoffs, which is all that matters. You're right. I don't know if I could really predict them to win the World Series this year. I like the Padres a lot. And that, that I feel like they are in an all-in type of mood. So I think they're going to really, at the trade deadline again, go all-in. And I think that – I don't know if the Mets and Padres are going to face in the, you know, the 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 to, to go to the World Series. But, I mean, that that's where I feel like I think the Padres are going to one-up them again. So all of us are basically saying low 90s, wild card, eh, win a round or two. And then we don't go to the World Series. That's that's where we are right a now. Little, We're basically Yankee fans. A little step back before hopefully the final steps forward. I mean, sometimes it's just nothing you could do. You, you got and, and by the way, it sucks because you went from Correa in addition to what they had, fully healthy, thinking this team is absolutely loaded, World Series or bust, to losing Correa, then losing Diaz, and now it's kind of going into the year where the, to your point, the miracle wins that they had last year, like there's just no way that stuff holds up and they are worse now than they were a year ago. The, the, the great part about it, and I don't know if it's the great part about it, but it's simply just get to the playoffs. Yeah, right. And, and that's all that matters because for all the magic the Mets had in 2022, where did it get us? It got us to this just nondescript best of three loss at a dead city field. Like it's amazing that, that, that season turned into that. Like, it was it was depressing, and so if we get a, a regular season in which the Mets win eight or nine fewer games and don't even win the division, but get hot in the postseason, that's a better year because that's where we are now. We're judged on postseasons. We are. Uh, this is the NBA. I mean, baseball's become more like the NBA than it ever has. Where just get to the postseason, and that's where you'll be judged. 
based on what you do then. Yeah, and after hearing you talk about that, I think maybe the better question is, and you kind of just answered it, will the Mets have a better year overall or a better season overall? And I think when you factor in the three games in Atlanta, the wild card round that you described, I think the season will end in a better fashion than it did last year, even if the result is not winning the division. Uh, again. But do you agree that despite all three of us not thinking they're going to the World Series, that the expectation is this season is a disappointment unless they get there? Now, I, that's where I'm at. Like, they can go get to the NLCS, an exciting run. They lose a seven-game series to whomever. It's going to suck. You know, you got two aging guys at the top of the rotation. You never know when you're going to get back. We see how difficult it is. I, I own that. Like, losing in the LCS is not enough for me. It would be disappointing no matter how it goes to not win a championship. They got the highest payroll in baseball. They got two legendary pitchers at the top of the rotation that this is your best shot with them. They got to win. Yeah, but the one thing is they did bring in a lot of talent, but they haven't brought that one person that's going to put them over the top. So I don't know if I could be disappointed. They didn't bring the Shohei Otani in that's going to be like, oh, well, clearly now we're the best team in baseball. Yeah, but Pete, they have a $300 million payroll and they've got two legendary pitchers leading their rotation, making $45 million a year. Tail, I mean, tail end of their career. And again, I'm not trying to be a douche, but everyone said it. They spent all this money just to retain what we had last year. But they also lose their closer. Like for me, that is, that is such a huge freaking blow before the season even gets started. And it's not just for a few months. It's for the entire year. But Sal, Sal, let me ask you this. In 2012, when the New York Yankees lost Mariano Rivera and Rafael Soriano did fine and the Yankees won the division and they lost in the ALCS to Detroit. It was the same year Jeter got hurt. Mm -hmm. Did they lose because of the closer? No, but the Yankees were built better. I mean, I don't remember that team exactly, but they've always had better lineups than the Mets have right now. The the Mets were not, you know, Diaz was a great strength of theirs last year, a great separator of theirs, especially when you're talking about down the stretch. We didn't see him in the postseason, but that's a weapon in the playoffs. You think playoffs, like, I agree. You, how are they winning a World Series without that guy? You need that guy. Where's he yeah, coming you- from? But but look who's won the World Series and look at the guys they've had. You know, the Atlanta Braves won a World Series with Will Smith getting their biggest outs. Right, and without Ronald Acuna, I get it. But yeah. they, also, they also had a loaded lineup that hit home runs. The Mets don't have that. So what's the Mets' greatest strength right now? Their starting rotation? I yes. Mean, and even that, you know, we saw Scherzer, whether he's hurt or not, down the stretch, we saw what happened with him. Verlander's never been a good world, you know, postseason pitcher necessarily. And you talk about the age. We don't know what we're getting from Kodai Senga. And by the way, he's replacing a guy who was reliable every fifth day in Chris Bassett until, of course, the end, the biggest games where he sucked. But, like, I don't – that, to me, that strength is not as great as it needed to be or even as it was maybe last year even with, yeah, uh, I with, think- with healthy DeGrom down the stretch. I think that their strength in theory would be the two legendary pitchers at the top of the rotation and then a lineup that just grinds you. They have a grinding, non-striking out Astros kind of lineup. It doesn't put the fear of God in you, but they will grind you. And I think that's their strength right now, but that could look very different in four months. We shall see. They need need some more bumping to go along with that grinding. We need at least... One more power bat. Evan I like doesn't that. get that reference. Yeah. No, I. I oh, okay. 
<laughs> Why would you assume I don't get it? Uh, I don't know. Bump and grind. Who knows? Um, I get it. Yeah. I want to put that on a T-shirt. That's better yeah. than your <laughs> WBC T-shirt, Worthless Baseball oh, Classic. Oh, come on. That shirt's great. It's going to be a number one seller. Yeah. <laughs> right next to Mary yeah. Buckmas. Well, look, just remember, if we don't win a World Series, at least we got to the finals of the World Baseball Classic, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. At least the U.S. <laughs> right. What's the difference? What happens the rest of the season? I mean, the World Baseball Classic <laughs> is over. The real games are finished. <laughs> now it's just the exhibition games. That's all we have left. Yeah, right. Anyhow, I appreciate it, Sal. I wrote all of this down, so we okay. will hold ourselves accountable and see how right or wrong we were at the I, end of this season. I do love looking back at this stuff and just thinking of how foolish we sounded at the time. Oh, dude, I, we're going to do a, a podcast, uh, a Rico, where we do our MLB predictions. And I told Pete, I, I write them down. Like, I always write them down, right. and I hold myself accountable. So we're going to spend a few minutes going through some of my predictions over the last 10 years because they're, they're foolish. Now, I, I hit some, but a lot of them are like, what? By the you way. You had the Mets winning what? I'll, I'll leave you with this. Sometimes you don't have to write them down or even hold yourself accountable. If you make a bold enough prediction at the wrong time, <laughs> plenty of people hold, hold you accountable for it even years later. Really? Yeah. <laughs> when you go back uh, down to Atlanta in 15 years for some reunion, they, they're going to celebrate you. Hey, it's the division is over guy. You know, what, you know what sucks about it? The worst is that forget the Braves fans. The Mets fans. Yes. The Mets fans hate me for it. I was legit getting harassed at City Field during those crappy playoff games, which, by the way, I will never be sitting in the upper level again. That. <laughs> no, call me bougie all you want. No, thank you. No, but seriously, I mean, guys, call me blaming me for the freaking division. Please, come on. My only anger towards you was right when you said it. In fairness, we had you on the pod like two weeks after, right. to which I said, what are you doing? The division isn't over. <laughs> I feel from now on, I won't get on you for it. Let everyone else do it. I'm out. I'm done. I do not blame you for it. You did not cause it. You're not the reason Max Scherzer no-show to star, two of them, Thank especially you. one in Atlanta. I don't blame you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Finally. I blame you for holding his jockstrap all the time, but not. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the very special Mets Prediction Edition of Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.